AP Radio News. I'm Tim McGuire. Donald Trump, top subject on the Sunday talk shows. Hillary Clinton's running mate, Tim Kaine, tells ABC's This Week Trump accusations of a rigged election in favor of Clinton seems to be the axe of a desperate candidate. He's blaming the media. He's blaming the GOP. He's saying that America can't run a fair election. He is swinging at every phantom of his own imagination. Kaine also questions the validity of the emails WikiLeaks has released from the Clinton campaign. Republican vice presidential candidate Mike Pence tells Fox News Sunday allegations that Russia might be behind the hacks should be taken seriously. The evidence continues to point in that direction and we should follow it where it leads and there should be severe consequences to Russia or any sovereign nation that is compromising the privacy or the security of the United States of America. A day after a powerful, quick-hitting storm knocked down trees and power lines and power to tens of thousands of people in the Northwest, another storm will roll through. National Weather Service meteorologist Bruce Sullivan. Parts of Northwest California, Southwest Oregon, look like they could be particularly hard hit this afternoon and evening with rainfall maps anywhere from three to five inches. And um, looks like some areas of the northern and central Sierra could also see some very heavy rains. Sullivan says rain will be in the forecast through the middle of the week for the northwest. A northern Syrian town that carries a lot of symbolism for the Islamic State group is now in the hands of rebels backed by Turkey. AP's Philip Isa has more on Dabiq. The Islamic State group had said, based on Islamic lore, that Dabiq was going to be the site of an apocalyptic battle between crusaders and Muslim forces that was supposed to herald doomsday. This symbolizes quite a symbolic defeat for the group. This is AP Radio News. Two Americans held captive in Yemen have been freed by rebel forces. Joseph Krauss reports. U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry announced two Americans who were being held in Yemen by the Shiite Houthi rebels had been released. They were flown to Oman, and he said that this was part of a complex diplomatic arrangement with the Houthis. Kerry says parts of that complicated arrangement includes airlifts to Oman for Yemenis wounded by an airstrike this past week carried out by a Saudi-led coalition. A drug immunity program announced last month in the Cincinnati area doesn't seem to have drawn many takers. Authorities announced that there would be no penalties for people who turn in their drugs, but it has failed to bring in any heroin so far. National addiction experts say immunity isn't enough. They say efforts also have to be made to end the cycle of drug abuse, arrest, and jail. I'm Tim McGuire, AP Radio News. This paid commercial may not represent the views of Hubbard Broadcasting Incorporated or Federal News Radio. Statements and opinions of this broadcast are solely those of individual contributors or advertisers as indicated. Federal News Radio does not take responsibility for those statements or opinions and accepts no responsibility or liability for any inaccuracy, errors, or omissions reported during this program. Everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married Beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody, welcome to Foodie and the Beast with the emotionally fragile David Nellis and the rock and roll foodie, Nikki Nellis. We're here for a great show. This show is going to be awesome. 
Uh, everybody is talking about Tip Cow. Uh, Tip Cow's uh, the Laotian restaurant that has uh, DC's taste buds really in truly in high gear. Chef owner Sang Luanglad is in here. She's the creative force behind Tip Cow, and we're going to find out. Uh, and she all- just won a bib award. Yes, she just won a bib award, and her sticky rice <laughs> containers, which are handmade in Laos, are so cool that. They're disappearing from a restaurant, so we're going to solve that mystery now, too. We don't like that. We're going to fix that. Okay, so also in studio today, the Capital Area Food Bank. It is really one of DC's uh, the D.C. area's largest hunger organizations, and they do such amazing things for the community. And they have this new fundraiser that is kicking off called Empty Bowls. And in t- with us today is uh, Kirsten Bourne, and she brought in a whole array of bowls. And what we need to do is fill them, and she's going to tell us how to do that. And if you have marriage on the mind, I know lots of people sort of get married this time of year. I, or think I don't about, anymore. No, me either. Uh, I'm done. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to talk you out of it, but if you want to, you can call me. Um, but 2941 Restaurant in Falls Church, it's always been known for its dining. And actually, it's always been known for its setting because it's absolutely beautiful out there. But they are all ready to do something spectacular spectacular for your nuptials. And in with us today is Michelle Marquez, who is the director of special events, and pastry chef Caitlin Dysart, who is also a Rammy Award winning pastry chef of the dun, year. Dun, dun. Yay! So, and the um, angels sang. They're going to tell us what they can do for you to make your day super special. Um, but I also assume they can also tell us about just doing events there in general right. and how they can totally knock it out of the park. Speaking of marriage, mm-hmm. uh, oh, Tim right. Rowley of the Wine Kitchen in Leesburg is getting hitched next year. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and his fiance is in here. But he's also just launched a new program at the Wine Kitchen in downtown Leesburg that marries housemade, let's call them gourmet, gourmet potato chips, with caviar and other accoutrements. There's my full spate of French right there. Mm-hmm. And he's in with taste and talk of this delicious new program. And speaking of delicious, we're going a little direction on the drink segment this week. We're going healthy. I know. Just to be clear, normally our drink segment either is wine it's or a beer or it's but boozy. But today we're going healthy. We're going to be super so healthy. Ginsei Juice is an organic, raw, non-GMO, non-pasteurized, cold-pressed juice and tonic. And uh, ginsei means life in Japanese, and hopefully you'll extend mine. Um, Indira Ruiz is the company's CEO and founder, and Teresa Weber's in. She's their director of business development. And we're going to hear about how ginsei can rejuvenate our our lives and our health. But first we're going to Mike, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But first, first. there's more. Mike Koch is on the phone. He's the executive director of Fresh Farm Markets. And uh, Michael, tell us what's going on at the markets. Oh, my goodness. We're just days away from the Fresh Farm Feast. I know. We can't wait. I know. I'm I'm super excited. It's going to be a fantastic event. Well, Mike, give us some a little bit more detail than just about it being yeah, fantastic. Yeah. What's happening there yeah. this year? You're so shy. So it, it, yeah, I know. So it's completely <laughs> vegetarian. We're, we're not going to have a fully meatless meal, but we've moved protein from the center of the plate and are uh, really excited to do so. We want to shine a spotlight on the soil farmers in the region that are growing this incredible bounty. And each uh, course is a partnership between soil farmer and chef. And we've really worked with some chefs who are heroes in the, in the city and region. They are really walking the walk in terms of 
commitment to local sourcing. So it's it's just going to be delicious. Well, don't you think there's been a real sort of change of heart in the chef community? Because, you know, like 20 years ago, if you walked into a restaurant and were like, I'm a vegetarian or I would prefer, you know, more vegetables on my plate, they, you know, sort of present you with some steamed veggies or a plate of pasta and call it a day. I mean, what do you think is happening with the, is it better product available or more creativity? I mean, what do you think is happening with the area chefs? I, I think it's all of the above. I, I certainly see a lot of, uh, creativity and a lot more focus among diners and shoppers and eaters mm-hmm. on uh, choosing proteins carefully. You know, if it's important to shop local for vegetables and such, it's doubly or triply important to shop local for proteins. You know, the um, the growth of a non-CAFO pasture-raised, you know, ranching community in the Mid-Atlantic is substantial. So mm-hmm. uh, we also want to send a message to our diners that, you know, they should be buying their proteins at market, you know, develop relationships with some of the ranchers that are in this region because they need your support. We got it. All All right, right. Mike, tell everybody where they can find you and where they can buy their um, tickets, please. Uh, Freshfarm.org and tickets are closing fast. So Mm -hmm. if you want to buy them, buy them fast. Yes, because the event is uh, Tuesday, October 18th. Tuesday the 18th. Don't miss it. We'll be there. We can't wait. Yay. See you guys. Okay, you better bye. be careful. I'm going to be hungry. <laughs> All right. Bye, Mike. Okay. So let's talk to Indira. And well, Teresa. actually, it's a perfect segue because we're talking about uh, putting more vegetables on our plate, eating healthier. And uh, now we can go into drinking healthier, well, right? What's the, now, I know you're a personal trainer, and, and the backstory was that your clients weren't eating well, so you thought you'd help them out. Is that it? Yeah, so I pretty much started making these juices out of my kitchen for them because they weren't eating healthy. Um, so that's how it all started. Okay, so what was it that you were looking for in your juices? To Just more nutrition, to more nutrition overall. Mm-hmm. Um, our juices have about five pounds of produce per 16-ounce bottle. Okay. Um, so you're basically flooding your system with nutrients. And how are you, like, how does it work? Like, how are you squeezing all of that nutrition and, and product into, what is that, like 12 ounces? How many ounces? 16 ounces. 16 ounces. Yeah. Like, how are you doing that? Um, so we use a method called cold press method. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically takes thousands of pounds of um, hydraulic pressure to squeeze out all the pulp. Okay. And the only thing that's left is the juice, and mm-hmm. the pulp comes out um, almost like powder. And were you looking, like, did you research, like, what kind of, products you wanted to put in there for the most nutritional impact yeah and we just want our stuff to taste good because mm-hmm. if not people just don't drink it so well obviously yeah right? I mean, nobody wa- well, well there I'm, are people <laughs> who drink things that don't taste I, good but yeah but yeah. i mean i've had you know my share of pureed and juice things and you know some of them are just it's like it's all sugar but either that or it's so bland that you can't Get your taste buds around it. Well, I mean, when you say sugar, let's talk about sugar for just an instant because there's two frames of thought. I know. Just give me a second. Uh, there's sort of two frames of thought. I mean, we don't want added sugar, in, right. especially in our juices and our drinks. But what about the natural sugars? So that's what we always try to talk to people and get them to understand that the natural sugars is what you want. You want to stay away from all of the artificial. So the way we eat these days is not great. Our bodies are so accustomed now to artificial flavors, colorings, things like that, which is not good for your body. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize how good real food tastes. Well, we're going to find, All right, find out. out. What are you guys yeah. pouring first? Okay. Um, well, let's start with the green with envy. Okay. All right. Why don't we pour it? And, and then, then we we'll find out about it afterwards. Okay, great. 
Now we're going to talk to Chef Singh of Tip Cow with a great, great story. But I got to say, this is what Tom Seatsum has said about your food. With the possible exception of the owner, no one was more eager than to see Tip Cow open in the district than I because Laotian food, the restaurant's calling card, tugs at my heartstrings. When the restaurant critic from the Washington Post says that, how can you go wrong? Mm. <laughs> That's a, a good start. It's a yeah. great start. But there was start. tons of buzz when you opened because you were the first one to really open up an establishment quite you like talking. yours. I'm going to start eating. Okay. Um, do you know what I mean? Like you were really the first one in the city to open up this kind of restaurant featuring mm. Laotian cuisine. Yes. And so how did you do that? And how did you go about educating the palate of the diner who maybe wasn't familiar with Laotian cuisine? Well, um, we do train our staff um, mm-hmm. to introduce, uh, so tell stories about Lao cuisine, mm-hmm. um, introduce how we eat certain dishes. So we will uh, introduce people to try, um, of course, you know, sticky rice is Lao staple. Right. And we'll have some dipping sauce. It's mm-hmm. also a Lao staple. Which it's, is it's hot gel. your face on fire, right? Yes, your okay. face on fire. Yes. <laughs> and um, and also there's um, sun-dried beef, which is sinheng. It's very mm-hmm. common in Laos. Okay. Um, is that's that what you brought in today? Yes, we oh. brought in today is sinheng, which is a sun-dried beef. Okay. And also um, sin muheng, which is pork, sun-dried okay, pork. Okay, sun-dried pork. Yes. And what is the sauce that you brought in with uh, it? The sauce we brought today is a jiao maglin. It's a char um, tomato mm-hmm. with charlotte garlic. Um, pounded with mono and pesto with fish sauce. Okay, tell us a little for people for the uninitiated. Tell us what Laotian cuisine is like. Like, give us. I mean, aside from just the sticky rice and the staples, but how when you go, when you grew up, mm-hmm. what were you eating? Well, how did you eat at home? Does it differ that much from say Vietnamese or Thai? Um, yes, it's quite different. Um, Lao cuisine uses a lot of fresh herb, fresh ingredient. Of course, sticky rice. So right. Um, sticky rice is, is is a main source of of cup uh, 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 carb for us mm-hmm. um the dipping sauce we always have dipping sauce every household always have dipping sauce which do is they gel. make their own yes we make our own gel which is all kinds of gel it could be like made of yeah uh, i just want to chili. warn everyone i'm about to yes. set my face on fire so. <laughs> <laughs> so with um dry chili any kinds of fruit tomatoes mm-hmm. um we also use a lot of um fresh herbs right. which i do used in the restaurants mm-hmm. lemongrass galonko kaffir limes a lot of cilantro scallion, and things like that He's not going to be able to talk the rest of the show. <laughs> no. I'm going to have you come on every week. Do I look week. suntan? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then, where were you? Let's talk a little bit about your history. Where were you cooking before you opened up your restaurant? Um, I was Thank actually um, cooking at home. Mm-hmm. I cooked for my families. Um, and also, I had been cooking since I was nine years old. My grandmother taught me how to cook. Mm-hmm. And then left Laos in 1981, leaving Thailand refugee for two years, um, learning how to cook from the neighbors, from my neighbors, moved to U.S. in 1983 and started cooking for my whole family ever okay. since. Yeah. And then, but when, like, the jump to a restaurant, cooking for your whole family is one thing, but the yes. jump to a restaurant, and it's a good-sized restaurant. Yes. How many seats is it? Um, my first restaurant is 50 seats. Okay. It was quite challenged at the beginning because mm-hmm. I, from home cook to a restaurant, right. I h- didn't have any experience at all. But I just, because I have so much love in cooking and I want to be able to share my cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, so the restaurant is just for four. So well, we decided I'm to eating this now. Your grandmother did a good job. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Now, you go back to Laos pretty regularly. Yes. So, and you're going? I'm going again in November. Mid-November mm-hmm. is, is part of the program that I had set up a Lao food movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a program I set up for um, to um, promote Lao cuisine. Okay. Um, and also to um, doing consulting. Um, also, um, you know, mentor um, a Lao, young Lao chef, as well as a home cook. So, to, so that more people become... Yes, more people become, um, you know, put Lao food out there and right. help 
each other, support each other in the community promoting Lao food, mm-hmm. which is not very familiar with a lot of people. Do you have trouble explaining, or not at all, to American audiences? Are they are are we familiar enough with Southeast Asian cuisine to be able to say, okay, this is a variation on 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 certain themes, plus themes that are indigenous to the Laotian cult- uh, culture. So do people like, what am I eating? And Yes. Yes, I did um, six years ago when I first started um, promoting, you know, putting a few items on the menu, mm-hmm. uh, on special menu. We do have a very hard time explaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but since we opened the restaurant in Tip Khao uh, in D.C., so mm-hmm. a lot of people now, um, you know, learn how to eat. So we turn our staff again to, you know, teach people how to eat Lao food mm-hmm. and also, again, tell a story about Lao food. Right. Well, and I think that's really important. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about some of the Can't Miss dishes. And also, your son is doing a pop-up. Yes. So we definitely want to talk and about I'm that. I'm going to keep eating and yeah, my mouth just, just cooled off. Just shoving it in. My God. This is um, David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. It's getting spicy in studio. It's we'll be good. back in just a sec. <laughs> This segment of Foodie and the Beast is sponsored by ProFish, D.C.'s premier seafood company. ProFish delivers only the freshest, safest, and most sustainable seafood. Visit them at ProFish.com. Federal News Radio's Jason Miller is on Twitter. Follow him at jmillerwfed for the latest IT and federal management news. At jmillerwfed. This is John Gilroy. My show, Federal Tech Talk, answers the question, how does technology make life easier for the federal audience? I've spent years interviewing federal CIOs, tech leaders, and big company CTOs. What they tell me is compelling, provocative, and always relevant to the federal government and contractor. Check it out Tuesday and Thursday afternoons at 1 on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM, or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Federal Tech Talk. My mother was an airman. My friend was a Marine. My son was a soldier. He died by suicide on March 21st, on April 25th, August 7th, 2004. She didn't think there was hope. He didn't think there was hope. He didn't think he could be healed. There is hope for your son. For your friend. For your husband. Treatment Treatment can can work. work. There is hope. There is help. You can heal. For help, call the Veterans Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255. This is Roger Waldron, president of the Coalition for Government Procurement and host of Off the Shelf. My show brings a voice to commercial service and product companies selling in the federal market. Each week, I talk to experts from inside and outside government about the latest federal compliance and policy information for government contractors. Join me every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 11 a.m. for Off the Shelf on Federal News Radio 1500 a.m. or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Off the Shelf. Hi, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking with Chef Sang, from who who is the owner and chef at Tip Cow. Delicious Laotian food on 14th Street. And Nick, you got a question about sticky rice. I want to understand. So sticky rice, is, is that about the grain of the rice, or is it all about how you cook it? Um, it it's the grain of the rice, mm-hmm. the sticky rice. Um, it's also how we cook it. We actually don't steam in water. We actually use a double steamer. Okay. Yes. So... It's put on top? Yes, it's put on top of okay. the water. The water is actually cooked by steam. It's cooked by steam, so yes. it's a completely different process. And it has to be pre-soaked first okay. before you steam. And yes. what's the grain of the rice? Is it short grain? Is it oh, little? it's a short grain, sticky okay. rice, yes. And both with the black, too? Same yes. thing? Same, same concept? Same thing, same concept, yes. Why oh. don't you make this at home? I, well, because I'm not a expert in Laotian your cuisine, but I'll work on this. it. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's talk about your son doing this pop-up. What is he doing? Uh, my son, he is doing um, a 
quite different version. This is Bobby, right? Yes, it's Bobby. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby, he's my son. He went to CIA. So he's been working with a lot of chef who's doing a, a modern uh, cuisine. Mm-hmm. So what he's doing right now, he's um, doing a, he do a lot of research on historical Lao food. Okay. Um, he's been doing a lot of reading, a lot of research. Um, so what he's doing is doing a historical Lao cuisine with American accent. Okay. Which is using local ingredients, local produce um, to come up with his own um, version of Cuisine. Right. That's really interesting. So he's yeah. able to take the products that he can find, for example, like at the farmer's market. Yes. And incorporate those into the Lao dishes. Yes. Yes. Excellent. And Are when you? is it? Um, it will be in November, mm-hmm. uh, November t- 10 to 12. Okay. Well, I was going to um, say, we should have him in to talk about oh, that. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> really cool. All right. Great. All right, and wait. What, well, no, just, I got one last all right, question. We'll find out you what this said is. that this food is normally eaten with your, with your with, fingers. Yes. So. Yeah. So. Why do we have forks? That's okay. not right. <laughs> because but I mean, you just dip it and grab a chunk, and then if you were going to dip it in something... Well, you, just... you can use a de- uh, your, your hand to eat the dessert, but usually eat with fork. But um, for <laughs> like the main, um, for the sticky rice, you eat with the, the, the main course. You use your hand. You can use all your fingers. Because the sticky rice is sort of like, it's like the utensil, right? Like you sort of put yeah, the you, stuff in the sticky rice. Yeah, you make it into a ball, you right. know, and then just dip it in the sauce or mm-hmm. in anything that you eat with. Uh, I like I'm to squeeze my I'm not taking the time to dip it into a ball. Okay, just quickly. <laughs> what are we drinking? Um, we are drinking today is my husband's favorite is a uh, Lao medicine, um, herbal medicine mm-hmm. with uh, infused with vodka. I feel much better. <laughs> I do. I feel great. I think maybe this should be mixed with some juice. It, I think we could have something going not on for here. The pain of heart, right. <laughs> well, he always have this um, at either at the beginning of the meal or at the end of the meal. It's, it's, it's like a digestive. Yes. yes. Excellent. All right. <laughs> All right. Chef, Chef, tell everybody where Tip Cow is on 14th Street. If you don't know. Uh, Tip Cow is in Columbia Heights. It's 3460 14th Street, Northwest, Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. Thank you so Thank much you for coming so in today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Me. Okay, All right. Great. So, Indira and uh, Teresa, let's go back to you guys. So, what did we drink first? That was really delicious. Oh, thank you. Um, so that was the green with envy. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is the one that has uh, the five pounds of produce per bottle. Okay, so what's the, obviously there's kale in it, I'm there's assuming. Kale, what kale, cucumber, else? celery, lemon, lime, and green apple. Okay, but it wasn't too sweet. Because sometimes when I see on juices, I see green apple or I see apple, and I think it's like apple juice. I don't want apple juice, but it did not have was not overly sweet at all. No. Was that something you're looking for well, in the it? the green juices, people often don't like them because they're either too pasty or too sweet because the uh-huh. kale can Wait. taste. Or too watery. And this or one too has watery, some body. but we don't add any water to the juices. So mm-hmm. it's all produce, about three to five pounds of produce in each 16-ounce bottle. Okay, great. So, um, and it's just, it's a matter of, um, this is why Indira is great at what she does. It's the recipe you use, and mm-hmm. she has very talented in the kitchen, so um, it's about getting the right mixture together. Indira, mm-hmm. you're not nodding. Why aren't you nodding? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me okay, more. Now you're senior vice president. Right? <laughs> All right. So what are we going to try next? Uh, do you want to do? Yeah, hydrate. We can talk about. Yes. Um, okay. Tell so us about our, hydrate. The hydrate tonic. So the difference between a juice and a tonic is a tonic is going to be more medicinal, where a juice is going to be more nutritional. Okay. Um, so this one we call the. AKA the hangover cure. Okay. Because um, we use raw coconut water, raw coconut meat. There's a little bit of cayenne pepper, mm-hmm. um, lemon and lime. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also make cocktails out of this. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our All pina right. colada 2.0. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Everybody should try this. This is delicious. Yeah. Um, this is really good. He does not like coconut. So I'm curious. No, Do you like it? 
No, I like coconut water. It's coconut shaved coconut for whatever reason. Yeah, Googling maybe the out, consistency of it. So, is it all the electrolytes in here? What is it that is? Uh, it just replenishes. Yes, electrolytes and potassium, mm-hmm. which is what you lose when you drink a lot. Okay. All right, we're going to move on in a second, but are you guys online? Can we buy it? How, how do we buy it? Yep, we're online, www.jinsejuice.com, J-I-N-S-E-I juice.com. Okay, cool. great. All right. All right. Kirsten. Yes. Where are you? Here. Good morning. Plate. All right, so Kirsten Bourne is the director of marketing at the Capital Area Food Bank, and I think we should talk about the food bank first because you feed more people. You're the largest organization in the city that feeds people who are hungry, right? Yeah, I mean, not only are we feeding 540,000 people mm-hmm. every year in D.C., also in Maryland and Virginia, in the suburbs around the city, but we're really the hub that provides food to all the beloved organizations that you know and love. Miriam's Kitchen, Martha's Table, D.C. Central Kitchen, Bread for the City, you know, they receive food from us and are able to provide it in the neighborhood where they're located. You're also feeding one other person who hasn't come on the scene yet, too. Mm-hmm. Do this week. She's, she's already. This week she's already. Up to the mic. Right. Um, Pretty excited. So, but, so explain how that works, because I don't think people understand how the Capital Food Bank works and how you disseminate to all these other well, how organizations. You get all the food right, the right, right. Explain how it works. We're really a hub. We aggregate food from, you know, donations from farms, from grocery stores, from manufacturers, from Girl Scout troops in schools and mm-hmm. churches. And we have a huge warehouse in Brookland, D.C., where the partners, the nonprofits, come and pick up their order. You know, they go and they order. I'd like six cases of beans this week and two cases of oatmeal and peanut butter and tuna. And this is what my community needs this week. And they pick it up and they they distribute it on but their own time. But all your food is donated. Not all the food okay, is donated. So ha- we, that's the part. Like, how does yeah, that work? And thank you for asking that question because people don't realize that we do purchase a lot of the food because we're committed to not only having a certain assortment of groceries available mm-hmm. all the time, right. but also to fresh fruits and vegetables available. A third <laughs> of the 45 million pounds of food that we distribute is fresh fruits and vegetables. And so we, we purchase that from area farmers and um, growers across the country. Well, let's talk about that purchasing power because a lot of, you know, listen, we've had lots of farmers on air and, you know, we have Mike with Fresh Farm Markets on all the time. Mm -hmm. There is product on those farms that does not get used. Either Mm -hmm. it's ugly food Mm -hmm. or it falls or whatever. Mm -hmm. Are you guys able to capitalize on that? Absolutely. You know, you come to our our pickup floor and you see bins of eggplants that are bigger than what you might find at market. You know, squash that's that's a little bit bigger than what we're used to seeing on the grocery shelves. Like an odd growth out on the side or something. Yeah, carrot with a little tail and it tastes delicious and, and, you know, we're in the business of educating. Have you one of those tails or no? No, but like we'll go out to Homestead Farm out in Poolsville and pick apples, for example, and there'll be apples, you know, on the ground or in the trees that are perfectly fine, except they've got a bruise, and everybody, you know, avoids them like they're they've got the plague. Yeah, and you get those. Um, you know, the 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 produce that we receive is it looks palatable. It mm-hmm. just it has a bruise, exactly as you say. Um, and we've got amazing relationships with Claggett Farm in Upper Marlboro, sure. um, long term, decades long relationship where they provide thousands and thousands of pounds of produce every year. Um, but it, it ranges. We commit early in the growing season to um, produce from Toygo Farm, his apples. Barton Felder sends us kale. Um, it's just it's a real um, melange of the region's harvest. Big word for our audience. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's and a real so, bounty. And then and so. 
this particular fundraiser that you're doing now, what is this one about? Yeah, so you mentioned this is a new event. This is actually the ninth year that we have hosted these Empty Bowls lunches. Okay. So it's a real tradition. It's kind of the food bank's fall fundraising tradition. Okay. And it's, you know, we're going into the holiday season. Everyone thinks about their neighbors around the holidays. But in order for us to get ready and be able to, um, you know, have the turkeys and holiday um, cranberries and stuffing and, and – um, December holiday foods that our partners will want to pick up and provide for their community, we need to bring our neighbors together to raise money now. Okay. So what we do is we offer four um, soup lunches across the region. It used to only be in D.C., mm -hmm. but because the food bank serves neighbors all the way out in Manassas, Virginia, all the way in the, in the Maryland suburbs, we now have four of the lunches. And okay. so... What how it works is that um, if you were interested in coming, Nikki, you would buy a thirty five dollar ticket on the Capital Area Food Bank's website, mm -hmm. and um, you would come to the lunch. You would choose your favorite um, handmade bowl from a local ceramic artist. Okay, and then you would have unlimited soups, bread, dessert, drinks, um, but mostly the soups are amazing. We have about ten local chefs that are at every one of those lunches, and you just go around and you choose your favorite and you go back for seconds. And Okay, so where really are these lunches? Like, explain it. Where are these lunches? How do people do this? Yep, so um, we hosted our first one in D.C. in DuPont Circle two weeks ago. Okay. The next one is October 27th, and that's in Prince George's County at Newton White Mansion. Okay. Then the following one is in Bethesda at the Bethesda Hyatt on the 31st mm -hmm. on Halloween, so a little special Halloween lunch. And then we close the tour in Tyson's Corner on on November 4th. Okay. So it's different days of the week, but basically it's a chance to grab your coworkers and say, let's get out of the office for an hour. Let's, right. you know, make it, let's make a difference with our lunch today versus going to, you so know, the corner store. when you buy a ticket, you're not getting a bowl. I just want for people. No, you, you are. Do, you do you, get when the you, bowl? Okay. Your $35 ticket includes your favorite bowl and all the lunch that you could ever want. And, you know, that ticket is providing 87 meals that the food bank can right. provide. All right. Let's make and sure everybody knows sponsored. how to get those tickets. It's capitalareafoodbank.org. Capital it can't um, be yep. that hard. I know. Right. That sounds really amazing. And we'll make sure that all those events are up on the site. And, I mean, you brought in a bunch of beautiful bowls today. Now, some of the bowls are made by kids. Yeah. We've had a, a huge effort by schools that range from the Sheridan mm -hmm. School in D.C. to all of the park and rec centers in Prince George's County. You know, art teachers are loving the idea of having their students feel that their their art project sure. is making a difference for other kids in the in the community. I love that. Well, you guys do great work, and we Thank really you. appreciate you coming in Thanks today. Thanks for having Good luck with that thing. Thank good luck you. with everything going on Thank there. Thank you. Lots right. of excitement. So <laughs> we hope your listeners will join us for lunch this month. And by the we way, David's a great name, just in case. <laughs> you're so is around. Nikki. All right, All right. So speaking of Caitlin. food. <laughs> and uh, Michelle. Michelle. So we're, we're going to commercial in about a minute and a half, but that's enough time. Um, we're really here to talk about the, all the wedding planning and holding wedding events and everything at 2941, which is an awesome restaurant in my neighborhood out in Falls Church. It is. But why don't we take uh, a minute and just kind of orient everybody. Tell us a little bit about the restaurant and where it is. Mm -hmm. So the restaurant's in Falls Church, Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, our restaurant is one of the only restaurants in the area that has the waterfront views, lake view, koi ponds. You Koi pond, yeah. We new. have a koi pond, yes, with a, over 150 koi fish. So it's mm -hmm. beautiful, and they keep reproducing all the time. Well, <laughs> well, let's just say, I mean, first of all, it's sort of tucked back 
you know, it's, it is in an office building, but it's tucked back. It's and behind it's got, the Raytheon building off of in Fairview. Right, right but it's got right, this bucolic, the old Raytheon building. And you're on a lake, right? Yes, it's on a man-made lake. It's mm-hmm. right there. And we've had Patron well. Chamel in studio several wonderful. times. I mean, he's such a wonderful chef, and he but does But this such is great a restaurant things. that made its bones on just serving great food for lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And but they've now, always had amazing event space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and now you're sort of you know leveraging the space you have and... For, um, how many people, you know, we're going to go to commercial in a minute, but what's the largest wedding you've had there? 200. Okay. Mm, that's a good size. And as little that's as enough people. As little as eight. Oh, which so, is also nice, absolutely. right? It's better. You know, there's Cheaper. somebody who wants to get married over here. Oh, maybe, yes. you know, maybe, we make, maybe we make another kind of marriage. I got a feeling that Tim's going to get married at his own place, okay. but that's just my bet. All right, why don't All right, we go to commercial? This is David and Nikki Nellis on Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a second. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. If you've ever worked for a large company that provides services to a customer, at some point you may have said, Huh, I think I might be able to do this better on my own. Well, this is a show for people who actually take the step off the ledge and fend for themselves in the cutthroat world that is government contracting. I'm Alan Scott of Columbia Technology Partners and host Ready to Prime. Part information, part inspiration, and all small business. Heard the last Tuesday of every month on Federal News Radio 1500 AM or on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search Ready to Prime. According to the American College of Cardiology, if you have heart disease, it's important to take a strong role in your own care. You and your doctor should manage your health condition together. Do your part and learn about your condition. Ask questions at doctor visits and make sure you understand instructions. It may help to bring someone to your appointments who can help you remember to take medications as instructed and follow advice about diet and exercise. For more information and stories from patients living well and with common heart conditions, visit Cardiosmart.org. I'm Aileen Black. And I'm Gigi Shum. Together, we host Women of Washington. You'll hear the inspiring and amazing stories of women who have paved their own path to success and achieved incredible milestones in their careers. Some have leaned in. Others took an unconventional approach. All have made an impact on the business landscape of Washington, D.C. and beyond. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 1 for Women of Washington, Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Women of Washington. Uh, it's David Nicky Nellis back on Foodie and the Beast. I just took another hit of Chef Sang's uh, hot sauce here, and DCFD is going to be here to put a hose in my mouth. <laughs> well, um, maybe if you drank some of the, what is it, coconut? What was the name of that drink? Hydrate. Hydrate tonic. Maybe some hydrate will sort maybe of Maybe I should just stop eating this I hot know sauce. It is. Um, so we're back talking about 2941. What, you know, em- weddings were not a big emphasis initially. What made you decide, to, you know, with your marketing, what made you decide to go kind of full tilt on it? Well, basically, we had a first wedding, and they wanted to have the ceremony outside. And Mm -hmm. the fact that we could actually hold the ceremony outside in front of the waterfalls right over by the lake just really, it just naturally drew everyone else to say, oh, my gosh, this is a hidden gem. Why didn't I find it before? You're just right out inside uh, the beltway. And, you know, like I said before, we could hold weddings all the way from 200 down to as eight. We have three private dining rooms that hold the more intimate style well, settings. even in the winter, the views are great, too. Oh, absolutely. It's always absolutely. pretty out there. Yeah, very much so. And so, Caitlin, how do you work with the brides? I mean, how do you work to make sure that, you know, the cake or the pastries reflect what they're looking for? 
Sure. We do our, our wedding cakes in-house, mm-hmm. and I work with Michelle and the bride to get the design and the flavor the that they're looking for. The and the grooms. Let's be yeah. fair here. Yeah. We're just getting married. Yes. Um, so we work together to get the best design for them. We have uh, a portfolio of designs for them to choose from, but mm-hmm. we also are able to do some custom cakes. Okay. Uh, so people will bring in photos, and we work together uh, to get a special design for them. Now, people do not necessarily understand the labor that goes in to a wedding cake. I'm not sure why they don't understand it because they are masterpieces. I mean, I've seen some of the cakes that you've done. Like, what's the time frame? I mean, it's not just about the cake. Mm -hmm. It's all about, Mm -hmm. you know, the fondant and the decor and all that. What does it take to put together most wedding cakes? Um, The process is about three to four days. Okay. Um, Earlier in the week, we'll start gathering all the supplies. We'll make the fillings and then the bake day on Thursday, Friday. And then we're filling and decorating. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, our most popular days are Saturday and Sunday. Uh, So it's a lot of work, but it's fun. It's a little change of pace from uh, the restaurant side of it. And do you find that more people are asking also for like dessert tables? Mm -hmm. I mean, can we talk about like what some of those things look like? Sure. Uh, I just did a cupcake display last night, uh, mm-hmm. which was really fun and whimsical. We also uh, do sweet tables. That's definitely becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've even done croquembouche centerpieces or wow. cupcake centerpieces. Okay, for people who don't know what yeah. croquembouches are, because they're beautiful, yeah. but those are really a lot of work. Yeah. Can you explain them? Sure. That's kind of the traditional French wedding dessert. It's a cream puff tower encased okay. in caramel. That's right. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> David's just upset that you didn't bring one today. <laughs> Right. I'm drooling all over my script here. So, uh, yeah, we do do uh, fun stuff like that. We do, you know, cookies, ice cream bar. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let me let me ask a, a, a right. kind of a left field question because I mean, one of our good friends is Tiffany McIsaac, who mm-hmm. d- makes a lot of wedding cakes. Yeah, so we course. know we've seen you know that behind the scenes. What do you do with a Frankenstein client who doesn't understand what it takes? Doesn't understand the value of the, one of these wedding cakes and doesn't understand what it takes to put it together. How do you handle that? Well, I think uh, Michelle is the more uh, well-versed in dealing. Really delicately? Yeah. Very delicately. I mean, a lot of times they... You say, hey, nutbag, we don't need your business? <laughs> well, the problem is is that everyone goes on Pinterest these days and mm. thinks that it's so easy to accomplish. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we are willing to work with any couple mm-hmm. with uh, trying to make sure that we customize the cake to their needs. So they send us the picture. We talk to Caitlin. Caitlin's the one who really decides if she could actually handle it. And she hasn't said no so far. So. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> Gone with throne, Caitlin. Here it comes. Um, Let's also talk about, I mean, now is sort of the time, especially with the holidays coming, that people want to get engaged. Mm -hmm. So um, I know a lot of people come to you because you're one of the, you know, you're a can be a special occasion spot um, because it's so pretty and you guys do such a great job at, at helping people. So what do you do? Like, what are some of the engagement things that you've seen and what how do you uh, facilitate the process? Well, we do have a lot of proposals at the restaurant, and mm-hmm. I'm proud to say that we have a 100% yes rate. Okay, that's <laughs> good. I mean, that has nothing to do with you, but that's good. <laughs> um, so we'll do everything from sometimes... Um, uh, we'll have the ring dropped off, mm-hmm. and then it's in my care, and I oh get God, super nervous. Oh, that would be so scary. <laughs> but That's we've even done... You. I know that. So what? That had nothing to do with me until I got it. Uh, Michelle and I worked together on a special party that was kind of a... Uh, a birthday party for one person as a guise for a proposal. So people like to do that. You can even 
rent out the private room for mm-hmm. your proposal. Yeah, well, a lot of surprise I've, proposals. Yeah. I've eaten in the kitchen before too. Do people do that? Is that still happening? There used to be that room in the kitchen. The, no, you can we no eat. longer have the chef's table. But oh. we do have our smaller tasting room that's still in the dining room, so mm-hmm. the chef can create a special tasting menu very similar to that. Okay, um, and be able to well. Because the kitchen is spectacular. Oh, absolutely. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous mm-hmm. kitchen. We unfortunately have to move along, but I right. want to mention to people that along with an unbelievable space, an unbelievable view, we know Bertrand Chamel from a million years yeah. ago, an unbelievable chef. Yeah. Caitlin Dysart is the 2014 Ramy Award winner, Pastry Chef of the, of the Year. Show. I know, but so when you go there, you get that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you guys, quickly, web address www.2941.com mm-hmm. yeah, and Excellent. I've eaten there plenty of times you're near my office you are not you're missing a lot if you don't go there Great. you really are it's can terrific. I say one other thing yes of course go right we ahead. do have our fall wedding showcase coming up on Sunday October 23rd it's a great way for anyone to come visit the space look at our venue meet some of our preferred vendors and of course taste some great food so you'll have vendors there other vendors who will be there mm-hmm. like florists yep. and things of photographers that great DJs absolutely. Okay. what's the date of that October 23rd okay so everybody should put that on all their right calendar. now we're gonna go from one kind of food to another because Tim Rowley's here from the wine kitchen in Leesburg and I, I don't know, he must have had a dream or something because he started doing house-made potato chips with all kinds of other stuff and caviar. Yes. And uh, you've got that train in the wrong place, bro. I'm just telling you. <laughs> she- I, I ate mean, a lot of chef's sounds... food, but I didn't. Sometimes he just <clears throat> oinks, so, you know, I hope you're not <clears throat> offended. Why else would I get up on a Sunday morning at 8 o'clock? Are I don't kidding? know. <laughs> all right, so, Tim, let's do your background because you've been a couple of great places, and now you're out in Leesburg. Where'd you come from? So basically, in restaurants, I started at uh, Vermilion, working for Tony Chittum. Oh, sure. Um, I was there for about three years and worked the line. I was a, a junior sous chef. And then um, I went to Bibiana to learn a little bit more about Italian food and worked for Nick Stefanelli and was there for a year. And then uh, went back to Neighborhood Restaurant Group, and I worked for Tabula under two different chefs, Brian Wilson and Nate Wagaman. All good people. As, uh, yep. as a sous chef. And mm-hmm. then um, did about five months at Fiola. For Fabio and Justice Frank, mm-hmm. um, and then Bucard Saloon was that during the opening? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, they this was when he was opening Casa Luca and Fiola Mare, so okay. he wasn't he was right spreading Expanding. out, yeah. Right. Um, and then uh, left there for Bucard Saloon, where I worked for Andrew Markert, and then also uh, a good friend. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Um, and then uh, went to Room Eleven and was the head chef of Room Eleven for about. 10 months, 11 months. And okay. And then you said, I'm going to the country? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the country. Uh, you can't beat the produce in Loudoun County. The wines are up and coming and, mm-hmm. and really good. Yeah, we and just did the wine, uh, the Loudoun County wine at event. At yeah. Awards, so. Um, a lot of a lot of friends, the winemakers in there. Um, well, tell us a little bit about the wine kitchen and, and sort of, since we have not had the opportunity yet to get out there, what it's like out there, mm-hmm. sort of the feel of the restaurant. Our passports aren't in yet. Yeah, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I understand. Um, so the wine kitchen's in downtown Leesburg and historic Leesburg, right on King Street, right on mm-hmm. uh, 15. Um, and it's about uh, 37 seats inside and okay. another eight on our sidewalk patio. Oh, so it's, it's a it's tiny, very small. Yeah. It's a tiny uh, little restaurant. My, my kitchen's about the size of this room here. Okay. <laughs> um, so... Uh, you know, Fridays and Saturdays, it's, you know, you want to get there at five. Mm-hmm. Um, you take reservations? We do not. Um, okay. We have a, a wait. Is that weird not to take reservations out in suburbia? Um, What's the response? I'm just curious. The The response is is 
kind of hit or miss. Some okay. people get it. Some people understand when they get there. They. I'll tell you one thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to need one if we're going to drive from Maryland. That's, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, that's understandable. <laughs> there's, but there is a lot of fun stuff in in downtown Leesburg to do. There's there's antique shops. There's, um, you know, there's a bar across the street, an oyster bar. There's, you know, they're, they're, it's they're trying to build it up. And so you uh, want people to like sort of put their names down. Go. We we actually have use an app called No Wait. Okay. Um, where if you're within, I think. 10 miles of the restaurant mm-hmm. and we're on a wait you can actually put yourself on on our wait list okay. and it'll quote you you know about, about how, how long yeah. it'll take and i always warn people that it's going to probably be 30 minutes longer than that because we can't control of course what, people, they, what right. they tell you all right let right, me right, get right. you guys to talking about potato chips and caviar mm-hmm. what what was the genesis of this idea um it kind of just snowballed we, uh, originally we talked about just doing a caviar plate and oh, i don't mind if i do <laughs> no absolutely um uh, originally, we had talked You're about embarrassing, <laughs> like maybe like what do you an app. We're on the show. For? <laughs> I, I'm not on the show just to shove food in my mouth. But oh. go ahead, Jeff. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um, originally, it was kind of the idea of making like a fun plate with mm-hmm. caviar, and then the more and more, uh, Jason Miller, one of our owners, and I talked about it. Um, we we wanted to have a lot of fun with it. Serves um, you right. That's all right. I'll fix it. Okay. Uh, you know, that's that's the one thing with the, Jason the wine Miller. kitchen. Is Jason Miller the Jason Miller that's on TV all the time or some other Jason Miller? Um, Nobody knows what was, you're talking about. He was on TV this week, actually. Yes. <laughs> but not for this. Talking, no, he was talking about Epicureans. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, so the biggest thing with the wine kitchen is we want to have fun with everything. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, you know, the menu is a lot of whimsical and fun takes on Classics. But let's talk about so we keep saying caviar, but this is not Russian caviar. This is American caviar. American, so it kind of sticks with our, you know, being in Loudoun County, we do do everything locally. You know, mm-hmm. we I have seven different farms that walk in the door, you know, different days uh, with different product, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so we wanted to stick with as much close as closely to local as we could. Obviously, you're not getting caviar in Loudoun County, but we do use American caviar. Mm-hmm. Um, what are those things? And what is it? Well, didn't we have who'd we have in? We had somebody who was bringing us caviar from North Carolina, right? I'm pretty sure we did. I don't know, once I it? eat it, I forget. Okay, <laughs> so where is the caviar from? Um, so this American sturgeon is from uh, from California. Okay. Um, oh no, Florida. It was from Florida. Okay. Okay, it was from Florida. Um, oh, Petrosian or whatever. No, yeah. it wasn't Petrosian. Petrosian is from Russia. No, yeah, no, but no, the, Petrosian no. Has they to be were from Russia. We've had Petrosian in, but that, that was not the American <laughs> caviar. I know. <laughs> I know a few things. I know where Petrosian's from. I'm Russian, for God's sake. Okay, whatever. So am I. Okay, well, there you go. So, all right, so... <laughs> Maybe you guys went to camp together, too. <laughs> Did we? You would have gone to camp in the 50s. No. Um, what is that? Okay, so the sides, um, we, want again, wanted to play off of what we normally see with caviar. And most caviar is served with chopped mm-hmm. egg whites, chopped egg yolks, ca- uh, capers, mm-hmm. creme fraiche. So we wanted to do... All of that in a sauce, which is what crevice is. Crevice okay, is cool. olive oil, vine- a little bit of vinegar, and then herbs, chopped egg whites, chopped egg yolks, and capers, okay. and a little bit of cornichons. And then the other sauce is kind of a our take on a caramelized onion dip. Yum. Um, so that's your creme fraiche aspect. aspect. How and, much fun. And how and many people are at work all day making potato chips? <laughs> we actually make them to order at the restaurant. Um, really? Yeah. We, we sell about two a night, so for us to prep you know, four quarts of potato mm-hmm. chips that we're then going to throw away or not use. We, you know, it's we easier ask, for us. What's the, what's the, what does it cost? It's $31. Oh, so that's not that's bad. Enough. Again, going with our theme of a neighborhood restaurant, we wanted it to be mm-hmm. as affordable as possible. Um, you know, most caviar plates you are looking at 
you know, $90, $100. We wanted to stick with our price range. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. When we get back, you can tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, we'll give you a couple more minutes. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a second. This segment of Foodie and the Beast is sponsored by ProFish, D.C.'s premier seafood company. ProFish delivers only the freshest, safest, and most sustainable seafood. Visit them at ProFish.com. Federal News Radio's Jason Miller is on Twitter. Follow him at jmillerwfed for the latest IT and federal management news at jmillerwfed. Does this sound familiar? You're about to get intimate with someone and then nothing. You can't do it. Male performance issues are devastating and embarrassing. And who are you going to talk to? Your friends, your wife, your dad? So you suffer alone. This is a common story for half of men, but it doesn't have to be. Talk to Boston Medical Group. Men, if you have performance issues, then you need to call Boston Medical Group. They've helped thousands of men just like you, and their treatment is 98% effective, even for men who can't take prescription medications like Viagra or Cialis. You'll receive a personalized blend of FDA-approved medications formulated to treat performance problems, and their medications work in minutes. They're so confident, if you don't see results with the very first treatment, you pay nothing. So one phone call, one very professional visit, and you could be enjoying romance again. Stop suffering. Call now. 800-885-3232. That's 800-885-3232. 800-885-3232. Did you know babies receive vaccinations that protect them from 14 14- diseases before they're even two years old? Adults, ask your health care provider about your vaccination needs and record. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says older adults need vaccinations to prevent flu, pneumonia, Tdap, hepatitis B, and shingles. Tdap, a combination of vaccine of tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis, should be given to pregnant women during the third trimester to protect babies from whooping cough. Learn more at cdc.gov vaccines. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I just want to quickly thank our sponsors, uh, of course, Celebrity Cruises. You're going to hear more about the cruise that Nikki curated to the Caribbean that mm-hmm. will be on in January. Uh, Profish uh, and uh, Black Restaurant Group, Clyde's Restaurant Group. If you're yeah. not a sponsor and you want to be, let me know. That would be great. <laughs> right. So back to you, Tim. Um, talk about the rest of the menu uh, as well. Um, so... You know, it is Loudoun County, so there's, it's very much a steak and potatoes town still. So we do, um, you know, we do your basic steak plates. We have a burger. You mentioned earlier you're a burger guy. Um, we do a, a burger melt. Um, He's not really a burger guy. He's just cheap. <laughs> he orders the burger because it's the cheapest you know, thing I'm on the menu. sitting right here, you know. <laughs> I know. I'm um, so, yeah, I mean, it's modern American cuisine. Um, a lot of influences from all the chefs that I've worked for, you mm-hmm. know, um, and like I said earlier, I like to take classic dishes. You know, we have a brownie sundae that we put a campfire twist on, and we make a toasted marshmallow uh, ice cream in-house and, oh, and serve it with a graham cracker twill. But what about the wine program? Because you're in the heart of Loudoun County, and you're in, I mean, it's great wine country. So so the wine program there, um, it's run by Jason Miller and Andrew uh, Grant's our general manager. And Neither they, of whom you know, by the way. <laughs> uh, they do, um, so they, they have... T- basically a, th- a three-page list that does flights um so you can get like you know hills of italy and it's um uh you know three different italian wines that mm-hmm. you can try and then we have a local flight where you can try three different local wines um and then we have a rare and hard to find list which is kind of more of our reserved list well we were talking off air about uh putting local wines on the menu and while people especially in Loudoun county are you know educated about the wines 
as the wines are getting better, the prices are going up. How are people responding to the prices of some of these? You know, these they are quite like Linden and mm-hmm. what's the Stone Tower. Stone Tower. I mean, there are some really an RDV, some really good uh, wines out there. How are people responding to that? Do they expect them to be cheaper? Um, yes and no. Uh, I think you're starting to see a little more openness to the price tag. Um, okay. You know, right now the three w- local wines that we have on the flight are are Bro Vineyards, mm-hmm. um, uh, Granite Heights, which is Warrington, and um, I think, and we have an RDV that's on our middle list. Um, and I think people are starting to understand a little bit more and more that it's going to have a little bit higher of a price tag, kind of like when you do everything local. You know, local meats, local proteins. You know, sure. local produce. Yeah. Right. Um. So I think people are are understanding it more, and mm-hmm. they're becoming more acceptable to it. We also try not to um increase. We we only mark up wines. You know, a little bit. We don't we don't try to kill it you on the wines. It. Right. Yeah. And then we do a great um to go program where it's fifteen dollars off a bottle, um to go. So if you want to leave with a you know, four pack of wine, it's fifteen dollars off each bottle, of wine. That's good. That is very cool. <laughs> you just okay. paid for the ride from Maryland right. to Leesburg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All let's right. make sure everybody knows where you are uh, yes. online and on the street. So online, it's uh, thewinekitchen.com. Great. Um, and that's for all three locations, Percival, Frederick, and Leesburg. Mm-hmm. Um, the one in Leesburg is um, 7 South King Street, uh, okay. Leesburg, Virginia, right in downtown historic Leesburg. Okay. okay. And I just, I mean, I want to say, because people can't see what we're seeing, this Well, they can. Present- it's on Facebook Live. Oh, we're on Facebook Live? I don't know if we are at the moment, but we have been throughout the uh, does show. Does it look like I have more hair than I do? No. Um, but the, the presentation is very pretty, and, and the potato chips are great. I mean, there's nothing better than a you know the right potato chip, and I, I think it's delicious. Yes, so, so thank you so much. 31 bucks is a steal as far as I'm concerned. Thank you. Okay, let's get back to our cheap. juices, because we have a whole variety of beautiful colors in front of us. Let's talk about, like, this is a rainbow. Let's talk about what we have in front of us right now. Okay, so I think the first one I poured you was the sunny. That mm-hmm. is the one. I eat that for breakfast a lot. That's okay. the orange, grapefruit, carrot, and ginger, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic for you. It's great during cold season if you suffer from allergies. Um, again, I drink it every morning. I love it. No, do you... We haven't talked about this at all, but do you do the juices as a meal replacement? You can. So it's it's personal preference. So okay. um, I do. Yes, sometimes uh, I'll drink the green with envy or the um, sunny mm-hmm. because the juices are much more filling than the tonics. Okay. You can meal replace much easier with a juice. So that's usually what I'll do. Sometimes in the afternoon, I'll eat a salad and drink the green with envy. Okay. So it just really depends. Okay, and this one isn't the green with envy. That is, I believe, you have the beet. Oh, oh, that's the detox tonic. That okay, you have. so tell us about the detox. So tonic. that's kale spirulina. Spirulina is a blue green algae. It has more protein per gram than fish mm-hmm. or meat. Um, that one's just really good at cleaning you out. So if you've had a weekend where you've eaten too much, you drank too much, that'll help clean things out. It just helps. It's exactly what it does. But it's really tasty. It's great. That one we say tastes more like a green lemonade. Yes. So the flavor profile on that tonic is different than the other juice that has kale in it that's a little bit sweeter. Do people have trouble understanding the difference between a juice and a tonic? Um, so yeah, most people don't know the difference. Uh, so yeah, the you're juices, speaking to one. I, yeah, <laughs> right. the juices are much more nutritional. Again, five pounds of produce. The tonics are much more medicinal, hydrating. We put alkaline water in them. Um, we use herbs and spices, uh, things that basically just heal heal the body. Well, let's talk about alkaline water because there's a lot of chatter, you know, in the 
internet and uh, health and everything about alkaline water. What is it and why, why do you use it with your juices? Well, so we believe that it is better than just regular water. In mm -hmm. fact, we're going to start selling just the alkaline water bottled. Okay. Um, it just basically goes through a process, which it's just basically a cleaner type of water. And some people think that it makes a difference when they drink it. Some people think it doesn't. It's the same as in the juice world. Some people really embrace it. Others don't. But Well, where do you guys stand on pickle juice, which is now the hot thing for athletic teams and everybody else instead of... We just had the Gordy's. It has a lot of sodium in it, but I love pickle juice. <laughs> it does have sodium, but it's supposed to replace... It's supposed to, yeah. yeah. It's like Gatorade. Like and it's we just had this conversation. Exactly. Uh, yeah, last night someone brought that up to us. But, I mean, I love it. It does have a lot of sodium, but it's supposed to be fantastic for you. Right. And they don't make it, so why would you ask them I'm about it? I'm just asking. Is it pickle <laughs> well, juice we might be make it in the future. No, right. it's not a competitor. So, uh, so uh, I mean. Okay, wait. We have two more juices left. Okay. Can we talk about the juices? We talk about the juices. Okay, what do we got left? And then so you can I think ask your you've question. got uh, beet. So that is beet it. So basically, beets are a, an excellent source of energy. So mm -hmm. cyclists, before they go on a long cycle, will drink two ounces of beet juice. Huh. Uh, it's just, it's fantastic. Beets are nature's Red Bull. So it's an all, it's a natural true? I never way. heard that before. Mm -hmm. They're excellent. Okay, cool. Um, so that's a pre-workout or if you're feeling, you know, the midday Sluggish. sluggishness, mm -hmm. that's, it's a good time to drink that. Okay. The other one that you have, I believe, is the resilient. Is that, the, yes, that's mm -hmm. the resilient. That's the one, the turmeric based hmm. um, tonic. Okay. Turmeric is excellent for you. It's really popular right now because of its anti-inflammatory properties. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are taking turmeric for joint pain, yeah, arthritis, headaches. Mm -hmm. That's a good post-gym one as well, uh, okay. just like the hydrate tonic. That was the coconut right. one. Cool. Okay. All right, go so ask your question. we go online. So you can go is, online. Is there a club membership or a frequent show? I mean, well, so you can, uh, you can buy online. We deliver in the metro area. You can sign up for our replenishment plan, which basically means you just save money. You can cancel at any time, mm -hmm. but you just get uh, reoccurring deliveries. You get a regular delivery. Exactly. And then... Um, we're excited to announce that we're opening our first location in Tyson's Corner. Yay, so that'll happen in, in the Galleria, right? In Tyson's One. Tyson's, Tyson's One. Oh, Tyson's, Tyson's, one. Tyson's One, lower level, ah. next to LL Bean. Bloomingdale's is right there. Got it. Great area. Um, so that we're hoping for. Uh, the middle of November, but we can keep everybody posted. Because you know what, website. you can get all those people. You know, they get there early in the morning exactly. to walk them all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could just the mall walkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but think about a clientele that probably doesn't really drink these kinds of juices and should. Right. Yeah. You know, so that's amazing. Well, yeah, but all the mall walkers are like senior my citizens, age. Right. 65 right. plus. You should do one called Staying Alive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, juicing basically is just a great way to get your nutrients. Only one in 10 Americans eats the recommended amount of produce. All right. So. Website. Please. Uh, www.jeansay.com and jeansay is J-I-N-S-E-I. -E Thank All you right. guys. Unfortunately, yeah. we're yes. kind of at Party's the end. Over. I want to make sure people know about this cruise that you've curated. Okay, DC Chef's Cruise. It leaves January 28th. It's myself, Mike Isabella, Marjorie Meeks Bradley, uh, Derek Brown, and uh, David Guas, all of us, and my husband David. But uh, Celebrity Cruise asked me to be their regional ambassador and have tasked me with curating a cruise to the Caribbean that leaves January 28th. We go to Cozumel, Jamaica, Grand Cayman, Hispaniola, and we leave out of Miami. It's going to be right after the election, so um, inauguration, actually. So it's going to be time to get out of town. So come join us. There are delicious demos. Everything has been um, premiered and uh, upscaled. Well, I, the, the great thing is, I mean, Celebrity put together, this is the best of what, 
they offer on Celebrity Reflections, which right. is one of their newest cruise ships, and it's a price lower than if you went in just to buy this cruise, you'd be paying more. So that's what right. makes it so Right, so they much really fun. put together an amazing package. So we're really looking forward to it. You can go to dcchefscruise, with an S, dot com, and uh, please join us. There's a couple of cabins left, and we're really looking forward to a great trip. That's it? That's it. So we want to thank all of our terrific guests for coming in today, coming in on a Sunday, taking time out of their busy schedules, making all this delicious food. Uh, thank you to everybody here today, and we wish everybody to please have a delicious week. WFED Washington, WWFD Frederick, WWWTFMHD2 Manassas, WTLPFMHD2 Braddock Heights Frederick, the Washington, D.C. home of Navy Athletic.